0: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Merrick Larwood. Hello, film...
1: enjoyers. <laughs> I mean, people who, who, who watch regularly will think that I'm dyslexic saying that, but I'm just trying to say, have a different instruction. Well, it's just, it's the weekend before the Oscars.
0: Yes, it's all come down to this. Um, and uh, you have finally finished your list, haven't you? I have seen... All eight of the best pitch contenders.
1: It's been a long road. Um, it's made me get annoyed at the Odeon and question why are the view cinema prices exactly the same during the day as they are at night time? £10.75. Mm. It's a lot. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I saw the, the final one of the, um, the films, uh, Selma. Selma, what? out of um the simpsons no 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 <laughs> it's a spin-off from the simpsons movie isn't it no it's not it's selma s e l m a okay um so this is about uh martin luther king and he wants to uh try to get equal voting rights um and it all centers around this march uh to uh from selma which is in uh, alabama uh which is a famous historical event where originally they they were protesting that they they had the right to vote, but because of uh just things put in the way and and the I'm so bad at explaining things because of all the red tape and the 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 councils the American Council trying to stop them from doing it right. it became impossible for them to do it, so they were marching to protest that um and they got attacked on this march and it led to this grounds swell Attacked up. by whom by the the uh local police. Really? From uh, the Selma police. I know, I, I'm ignorant And it of a this. lot of television publicity. Um, and it l- led to the uh, Lyndon Johnson um, doing a Voting Rights Act. That's a story anyway. It's, it's a huge mo- moment in the civil rights movement. Okay. So this is the story. Uh, it's directed by Ava DuVernay. I haven't heard of her before. It stars as Martin Luther, Luther King, um, David o- 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 y- lowu." Basically everything. This introduction is the worst introduction to a film. I'm enjoying it. Um, so it's, it's about Martin Luther King and this moment and, he, and his relationship with uh, his wife and Lyndon Johnson and the other civil rights campaigners. This is a good film. It's a well-made, polished film. Uh, David Oyelowu, who I can't say his name. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening. It's a brilliant performance as Martin Luther King. Now, my problem with this is is my problem with these uh, biopic historical event films Yes. in general, which is, and I, I'll use the example of one of my favourite documentaries to illustrate this. One of my favourite documentaries in recent time uh, has been Senna. And that was great. Cause it showed genuine footage of what was happening rather than retelling of the story of historical events. If the film itself is about the personal life of Martin Luther King and his relationships with his wife and more about him as a character, then I think you can make an interesting film of it. A good example being The Theory of Everything because that is an, Eddie Redmayne playing Stephen Hawking and his relationship with his wife, played by uh, Felicity Jones, it's not so much about Stephen Hawking, it's about...
0: The public persona, it's about the intimate yeah, it's about those circle. M-
1: the moments that aren't necessarily
0: historical, it's intrinsically personal. So are you saying that Selma seems to be a dramatisation of already public events? Yes. I think
1: there are nods to the fact that Martin Luther King, which was hidden from his uh, uh, public image, that he was a, a womanised and had lots of affairs... There's a moment in the film where he's smoking, and apparently, when he was assassinated, that he was actually going out sneaking out for a cigarette, and they had to remove the cigarette packet from his pocket because they didn't want to sully the image of Martin Luther King. Right, and it has him smoking in this film. So obviously, the the writers have thought, "Oh, we we want to portray a slightly more modern version of this yes. uh, Martin Martin Luther King character." But I thought it was well made. I thought it. was... It, 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 a lot of these historical films, I would rather watch. Uh, I would ra- rather watch uh, interviews with people, and I would rather watch actual footage for, from from the actual marches. And that's one of the most interesting bits of this film when they cut to the black and white footage. there's not really a spoiler of the actual marches of, of of when they're marching on Montgomery, and it showed all the sort of um, uh, sort of uh, the. Uh, all, all the, the black people marching there, and show their faces, and all they see, all the clothes and the styles, mm. and the atmosphere, and you see um, some the, the unionists um, coming, basically the white anti uh, civil rights uh, sort of these white youths with their slip back hair, yeah. looking really sort of uh, rednecks, you know, looking really awful. That was interesting, but I can't help but thinking I'd rather watch a documentary which is it's interesting that when you talk about the world war if you want to watch a I can watch a film a war film a world war 2 film and if it's if it's, if it's a, a sort of va- about the characters of the story itself I enjoy it but if it's about a specific event I'd rather watch the world at war you know yes. the, that amazing st- series which was narrated by Laurence Olivier which yes. has actual people from the time talking about it I mean, huge fasc- amounts of
0: footage from the period fascinating but this, I mean you I mean you're right I mean the, the it's a storytelling medium of War, the best war films are about individuals we do not know going through an event we know about broadly. So yeah. we, you know, we discover what it, in theory, what it was like to, to live through that. But if you're saying this doesn't achieve that... I think there, were, there were bits where you did find out the more, more personal life of,
1: uh, uh, of Martin Luther King. But it, 90% of it was a retelling of its historical moment. And I think it would have been better done in a documentary because I want to, I want, I want the cold. It's just me. It's just subjective. I want the cold hard facts. I want to know what happened. Mm. I want accounts from both sides to see what the people were genuinely like. You know, when you a bit like with Foxcatcher, you want to go and you want to find out about the people themselves afterwards. Yeah. But Foxcatcher, which is another, you know, that that is a more it's uh, about a relation. Yeah. So that is fine. But this, I just think the like Lincoln being really, really dull. wasn't as bad as Lincoln. I think it's a good film. It's well made, but like American Sniper, which I talked about last week, I think the these are the weakest for me. The weakest two of the Oscar contenders: American Sniper and Selma. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's, it's it's fascinating, but I just it just didn't really. I didn't
0: feel like I was seeing anything new. I mean, I'm doing. A, it a sounds like thing. you're describing a made-for-TV movie. That's what Not it feels really. it's like. It's a bit more glitzy
1: than that, it's a bit more uh, bit. Uh, there's some great shocking moments in it, which do sort of moving moments. But I didn't ever have that depth of feeling that a lot of the other Oscar contenders have led me to feel. I just thought it was interesting, like a, a fairly interesting, <laughs> emotive
0: history lesson. Right. Okay. So it's almost the the very concept itself that you think is is flawed of doing. Yeah, not this.
1: necessarily the film. I think personally that just I'd rather watch a documentary about uh, f- rather than films about factual events. And if it's a personal
0: story, then I, I'll watch actors do it. Mm. That's me. Or if it uh, is an event that happened before the advent of uh, of uh, cameras, well, then. I think that's what's going to be really interesting now is how. Um,
1: they they recount uh, the, today's news in the future retrospectively looking at things that have happened in recent you know in the past 10, 20 years they've got so much more footage they've got coverage from everything so they can piece it all together be like films like Senna, they just piece them together yeah, yeah. And have, you can just go for documentaries just do fascinating documentaries that's the next big step
0: yeah I mean but th- that must be a skill in itself. I mean we've talked about Senna before but it is an incredible piece of work the fact they've made this entire movie so moving and so engaging with purely archive footage. I mean the endeavor of that to have sifted through everything and to be able to tell a story with it it's a it's a completely different skill isn't it? It must be. Yeah, but I I find that um,
1: if it was a if it was actors you're using Senna's example I think we're I'm sort of muddying the waters using that example, but if it was just actors playing those racing drivers, they can never have that amount of tension. You know, you can never. Well, they the they can never be real. Yeah. I guess is the that's, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I think I'd rather seen a more of a mix of archive footage. I don't know. Uh, I, I,
0: I think it was. quite... Once it you sounds have, interesting. Actually, they included archive footage in this because, by what you're saying, it sounds like the the archive almost makes the rest seem less relevant because the archive is genuinely moving. Because you know that maybe is it did may- right there. Maybe because often in these things they wait until the credits to show the true person's face or to show the yeah you know the the archive just to connect it as a final sort of coda. But. Maybe I've filmed out. Maybe I've watched too Maybe many that's films. It. Maybe that's it. Well, you've completed the list. Um, what's your top three? So, first of all, I'll give Selma Seven Marricks. Okay. Um, so, it sounds like, you know, a worthy contender to be nominated.
1: I think there have been better films. but There's always a few. There's eight on the list. So, um, the best three, I think, are... <laughs> but there's two big ones. The theory of everything coming in third place, yeah. And the big two for me are, uh, and Boyhood is a great experiment. I don't think it is necessarily engaging enough to.
0: St- I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. It's, boyhood, I thought, was fantastic for what you know that someone has done this, and it it is unique and should remain unique. I think. And uh, the best two are by head and shoulders are
1: Birdman and Whiplash.
0: And which do? You, which is your Oscar right. nod?
1: You walk out, of Birdman and you were blown away. Whiplash, the last 10 minutes, is a inc- more satisfying
0: ending. Whiplash stays with you more. I think Birdman slightly cocked up its end. I'm not, it, I'm not the first person to say it. It ends three times. Um, not to say that it should have ended on the first one, because there are beats afterwards that are better dramatically, but there's, it's a, it, it ends with a bit of a stumble. I think Birdman. I'm I'm torn between those two. I think because Hollywood so my, we're going to Oscar picks now, eh. Let's do it. Let's um, uh, everyone's been uh, writing on a Facebook wall with their um their predictions for the wins of the main, the top five categories. Um six categories rather. So let's do ours. So my best picture is Birdman because I think
1: Hollywood they love all that inside stories it's about, Stuff acting, about an and it's brilliant as well it's
0: brilliant i'm going to predict they're going to give it to boyhood because i don't i think birdman's almost too cynical for it to be their best picture they love a you know they they love something that's you know slightly schmaltzy that, that's just my guess it's not my favorite film of the year but i'd go i'm going to go with boyhood Okay. What about director? Best director there. The
1: nominees are Wes Anderson for the Grand Budapest Hotel, the Birdman director, Alej- <laughs> Alejandro Gonzalez. Iñáruto. Yes. Richard Linklater later for Boyhood. Yeah. Bennett Fox Catcher and Morton Tildum for the imitation Game.
0: Who's got it? I'm going to go Iñáruto uh, for Birdman simply because the... The skill in delivering that single take for an entire movie and doing it so well, I think he's going to pip Linklater. But that's just my guess.
1: I think I think I would like to have him win it as well. It's between... I think these two might switch around. So I think whoever gets... You know, we've gone... Yes. Uh, it could be if Best Picture goes Boyhood, then the director might go to Birdman. Because
0: Linklater, you've got to remember, spent 12 years yeah. making a film. And and pulled it off so it commendable um, but they're
1: both two r- unique films yes but I'm going to go for inner, inner R2 as well ok best actor nomination Steve Carell Foxcatcher Bradley Cooper American Sniper Benedict Cumberbatch Imitation Game
0: Michael Keaton Birdman Eddie Redmayne through everything I'm going to go for Keaton um, it's it's a fantastic comeback it's an incredible performance Um I have a feeling it won't be him. I have a feeling it will be um, uh, Redmayne, but uh, I want it to be Keaton. So I'm willing it to be so. I feel the same same way. I do.
1: There's a sniff that Steve Carell might get.
0: You think? Through. I don't know. But they, I, I mean, comedians do not have good uh, pedigree in the but past. But they, for they love this. that sort of changing your genre. They. Do when they don't. They never gave it to Bill Murray, even though he had two um, shots at it. Um, I I would like to see. I think Michael Keaton. Okay, yeah, me too.
1: And now it probably gets a bit more interesting. I haven't seen some of these, so I've got. uh, I've only seen three of the best actress ones. Marion Cotillard. Yes. For two days, one night. Boring film. Fisty Jones, The Theory of Everything. Julianne Moore, Still Alice. Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl, Reese
0: Witherspoon, Wild. I'm going to go with Julianne Moore. She's going to be the new um, Meryl Streep in terms of she's always got a nomination and she's going to win it eight times in her lifetime or whatever. I think they're going to give it to her. I haven't seen Silence. Stella, 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 so I don't think it's
1: out over here yet, but I have seen Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything, and I, I would really, I think she is remarkable. I, I, First nomination. I really isn't love it? her. I love her. Yeah. I'm going to go for her. Best Supporting Actor. Um, Robert Duvall, The Judge, Ethan Hawke, Boyhood, Edward Norton, Birdman, Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher, J.K. Simmons, Whiplash.
0: It's be, for me, it's between... I haven't seen them all. I'm talking purely politics. But it's between J.K. Simmons and Ed Norton, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd go J.K. Simmons. Just, in, it's, He's the one everyone's talking about, really, in terms of performance. I think... He, I
1: mean... It's whether he could have been... You could have said he's the lead in that film, even. Yeah. In Whiplash. I think they're almost... Can you have two leads in the film? I suppose you can. Of course you can. Um, I'm going to go for Jake Isom as well. Okay. And finally, best supporting actress. Patricia Arquette, Boyhood. Laura Dern, Wilde. Keira Knightley, The Imitation Game. What? (laughs) Emma
0: Stone, (laughs) Birdman, Meryl Streep, Into the Woods. Okay, Meryl Streep in there. Uh, I mean, it was a clear... Oscar attempt by playing a singing witch isn't it? I mean everyone who plays a singing witch they always get the nod I'm going to go for Patricia Arquette because uh, Hollywood loves a woman who changes her appearance to uh, to win an Oscar and she aged 12 years and no actress has done that before so I think Patricia Arquette I'm going to go for that as well Good luck, everyone. Good luck. If you haven't yet emailed in your predictions, then please do so. Um, You could email us, dearfilmfandango, um, at gmail.com with your predictions, or there is a post on our Facebook wall, forward slash filmfandango, and you can add your predictions to there, and whoever gets them all right will win a prize. Wait, it's not really a prize. It it. is a prize. It's a certificate you have to print out yourself. (laughs) That's a prize. There's only one in the world, unless you print more than one. Two people won it last year. They did. So this will be the first time that the crown isn't shared if someone gets them all right. Well, it could be eight people, win it? Or none. Seven. (laughs) Or six. It could be six. It's going to be a number. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Yes, so send in your predictions by any means necessary. Um, Well... What else have you seen Here have. no I've got a little tip as well what's that?
1: i watched a a, a film i was looking for old films uh ealing horror films for su- uh, uh sunday afternoon yeah it's called the Dead of night it was made in about it's an old Ealing studios film yeah and it's quintessentially english uh it, it's called yeah, it's called dead of night um and I thought it was brilliant. Who's in it? No one you really know of. got okay. People
0: like Mer- uh, Googie Withers. Googie Withers, of course. I love the films of Googie Withers. Mervyn Johns. These aren't real people. Basil Radford.
1: <laughs> when was it made? It was Miles Mallison. It was made in 1945. Okay. Um, And you can find it, I think, online to watch. I really recommend this film. Mm. It's... Uh, a man turns up to this country house and he's and he arrives convinced that he's seen everyone before he knows of their names and that he's living out this dream and these things happen and all the six characters in the house proceed to tell him about a supernatural story a horror story yeah that's happened to them
0: so six short stories.
1: So it's a really great. So there's one overarching um, story about his. Is he going mad? And he predicts these things are going to happen in the room. Okay. And these people are telling you all these sort of horrible, scary so ghost it's like,
0: stories. It's like a portmanteau with six stories instead of three. Yeah, I think wow. so
1: six or five, uh, maybe five in there. Okay. So these it's five short films, which some are great and some are just a bit weird. <laughs> in this film, and everyone's really plummy in English. Cause it's made in 1945 and I've I've missed these I've missed this old yeah these really old english black and white films and it was great and really scary something really scary
0: everyone's been
1: trained to talk like this there's this one where this man uh his wife buys him um a, a mirror and he keeps on seeing a reflection of someone else's room in the mirror and he's got this haunted mirror things like that it's, it's like
0: listening. the uh, the old um uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah,
1: it's a bit. There's it, it, another guy who's a Van doll and you don't know if a Van doll was alive. And you see sort of elements of big, bigger, you know, yeah, films yeah. made out of like these short magic. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're really, Dead of Night, yeah, if you're really bored on a weekend afternoon, a fancy old classic film. I think I watched it online for free. I probably not legally, but it may have been. I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> look up Dead of Night. It's got seven point seven IMDB and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And some of the stories are written by it's written by there's a lot of different writers writing different stories. H. G. Wells wrote one of the stories. Um
0: You will you will enjoy it, I'm sure. Well, the only thing I've seen recently, um uh is that we've not talked about already. Oh is... Michael
1: Redgrave's in it as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, is Joe, which you saw back in the day but I didn't see. This is your Nicholas Cage. This is my Nicholas Cage uh a thon. Um the reason I wanted to bring it up again because uh I, I think your appraisal from back then was was spot on, to be honest. I mean it, it's it's a it's a good film and I think there's just something missing. Like it's almost great, but isn't quite great. And for me what was sort of incredible was the performance of the the drunken deadbeat father of the boy that Nicolas Cage basically ad- adopts, takes under his wing is played by an actor called Gary Poulter and he is acting everyone off the fucking screen and I was fascinated by this guy because I was like, Nicolas Cage is performing very, very well but he's performing and this guy is just being and it's more watchable and, and so look him up and he is he's playing this sort of deadbeat alcoholic you know a character we've seen a lot in films before but he's so pitiful in this he's not a sort of raging uh, anger ball like most this character would be portrayed in other films you know like uh, Nick Nolte in uh, Warriors or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, he's just sort of pitiful and sort of bumbling and then just capable of horrible acts every now and again. And so I looked him up and he was an actual homeless guy who they cast. They found him on the streets. He'd had a bizarre life where he'd, uh, I think he'd been a soldier at some point and then he was a uh, street performer as well and he was, he was now living on the street. And he plays this character so well and he tragically died two months after making this film. It's the only film he ever made. And wow, I didn't know that. I thought he was an actor when I saw Yeah, wondering. exactly. He, and, and so the reason I just want to point him out is if anyone's seen this film or hasn't yet, watch it. Because he is brilliant. And it's such a sad story. And you're reminded at the end of it that everyone dies. That's right, everyone does die. Important lesson. Especially if uh, if you give someone who has problems with alcoholism uh, an enormous paycheck in one go. Then uh, two months later... <laughs> ooh. Don't um, give... People money. <laughs> that's What's right. the moral of this podcast? Give money to charities, not to the people directly. <laughs> the end. That um, is it. That is the moral. Anyway, I don't know if that's the truth about the film, but um, I thought it was a fantastic performance and it's worth tracking down just for that. Um, so next week we'll know who's won the Oscars. And we will hand out the prize. And then it'll just be rubbish films from now on. Yeah, yeah. The blockbuster season will start and you'll get really depressed. Um... Well, we'll be back next week. Looking forward to that. Don't forget to email us with With your emails. Yes. Final reminder. Uh, Your predictions for best film, best director, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor and best supporting actress. You can email dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or write on our Facebook wall, forward slash filmfandango. Um, We'll be back next week. Keep watching the films. films. Bye.